1: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690, Anna Jarr and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jax with Brent Martineau.
2: Here we go on a Tuesday. Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690. Casey Kurtz, Brent Martin. What do you want me to do? The show started. He's looking at me like it's my fault, Brent Martineau, just now showing up to the studio. Aaron Schachter here. As well And somehow I'm that's the not bad true. guy That's not just showing up You walked in with your arms up in the air Like it was my fault Like we started up, the show I showed up
3: five minutes ago With coffee in hand Okay So that's true. just show up But where'd you go You <laughs> well, know Well I got talking To Bossman Jim And we just start playing I mean, Showtime We, we a were a talk- Busy guy Listen we were talking About so many things Like uh, I'm obligated to call it ESPN 692.0.
1: <laughs> Can I come up with something better? Probably. About the new generation. Every time someone has a new product relaunch, the next generation
3: is that the new is that the invoke thing?
1: I guess. Did we clear something out in here? Why is there it so much? It does look a little more empty. I moved the screen a little bit. Uh, we're trying. We're trying to get some more arm room here. See what's going on? Gosh, I look
3: tan. I'm looking at myself.
2: I'm gonna get a lot of sun. <laughs> it's funny you say that because Aaron put that screen there and was like, "Brent will definitely look at this." Because he wants to see himself. And then he did it in the first five <laughs> seconds.
0: Well done.
2: <laughs> Aaron said, I want to see myself. Actually, if we're going to be accurate, I said, Brent <laughs> says he doesn't
1: want to see himself. That's true. But I know these TV guys. They all want to see themselves. That is
2: exactly how it happened. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait, that's
3: TV guys. Yeah. Well, if we're going to go crazy with the TV as I'm looking at myself, I could use a little makeup Me right now. Well, I'm very shiny. shiny. Very shiny. you got a lot more to be shiny on. Well, I will say,
1: <laughs> it's coming back. It's just taking a break up there. I will say that I'm also a little shiny because I'm a little sweaty. Brent, right before you walked in, oh I almost
3: God. died. That's what I heard, and then that's I just life. bypassed onto something else. So <laughs> I, clearly, you cared. I, I didn't even.
1: I was sitting here eating a fine sandwich. Once again, we went back to the Uber <laughs> Eats well. Yeah. Didn't cost me today? 35 bucks, Not as bad. Golly, you must make a lot in that morning show. <laughs> that's
2: what I'm saying, bro. I'm doing well. So I'm sitting
1: here eating like, uh, like a hungry man, and I did one of those. You ever do one of these where you kind of hiccup and burp at the same time? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, have, actually. That's on. Comfortable. I had a piece of food just lodged right <laughs> in the back of my throat, and the red menace over here, Casey Kurtz, couldn't be more tickled. Just sitting there, watch the whole <laughs> it's thing. True. Casey like is it's, such that guy,
3: too, right? He's but, like laughing at someone's demise. I
1: honestly <laughs> didn't know what to do. I'm like three minutes into oxygen deprivation. He's like, Do you need me to hit you on the back? That's what I just said. It's true.
3: Yeah. And uh I know you can either be a hero or laugh at somebody's
1: like choking the death. No, well you laughed. And you chose to laugh. Yes. Yeah. It was very much it was very much a participant from, from a distance.
2: I was very conflicted.
1: I yeah. didn't know
3: what to do. So much going on. I have so much that I feel like I want to talk about today that has nothing to do with sports, but I'm like, let's not start another show like that. Um you got the inhaler out. You're, I'm I telling you. you. this is crazy.
1: Was that just for this moment or because you have asthma? I do have, like, seasonal allergies, asthma, but that choking got me wheezing. I don't know if people want to hear that, so I grabbed the inhaler real quick. This is the, hey, as listen. nerdy as you get when it comes to puff, puff, pass. That's what I'm doing right here <laughs> in the studio.
3: Very good. Good start to the show. We may uh, have... Have the Heimlich little CPR <laughs> defibrillator <laughs> all happen today over the next three hours. If you can't tune into this one, you just <laughs> might not You be. might not ever <laughs> again. <laughs> Brent Martin, Aaron and Shachter, Casey Kurtz, Ryan Middleton are we along for the ride at five, or have we kicked him out? No, he'll be here, I think. Good deal. Uh, four is a party, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, three isn't. Uh, but, uh, three's, anyway. a crowd. three's a crowd. Yeah, three's a little bit of a crowd. We, uh, we have a lot going on. Rob Gronkowski.
1: Yeah. Uh, retired again. I feel like this one's for good. Do you guys? I think it's got to, at some point, the age has to catch up to him. He's got to be close to his mid-30s at this point, right? 33? I think he's like 33. Yeah, I think uh, that's, I mean, might only be 32, to be honest with you. But he's an aged 32, 33, based on all that injury history. Well, he
3: came back, and CBD did well for
1: him. Mm. He's 33.
3: Busy 33. Just yeah. turned 33. So, so, listen, he was like, he looked like he was 45. Yeah. He looked Lumber- older than Brady Lumber- two years ago. Yeah. And then he seriously got out of the game mm-hmm. and kind of rebuilt his body. Yeah. Uh, and, and freshened up and came back for another run and did a pretty good job, right? And got another Super Bowl out of it. And so I think he's done now. I think, I think Gronkowski's had enough football. Makes sense. And, uh, man, is he good, though. Like, do we have to talk about this again? Because we kind of did when he retired the first time.
1: About Gronk's place in history among tight ends? <laughs> yeah, yeah. like
3: is this? I mean, we talk about a lot of Jags topics 15 times
1: over. I guess we could talk about Rob Gronkowski a couple times. Well, let me ask you this. It, can you be one of the greatest ever without being such a huge offensive weapon when I think great tight ends, at least of, of the modern era, all of them are great pass catchers who could also kind of block when asked to?
3: Yeah, uh, I I guess. Like, he doesn't. The game has changed with the tight end. Here, here's the thing, Bronkowski, If you know football, watch football. I think, and I don't even claim to like know it, know it, know it like everybody else. But I think he's a matchup nightmare. Oh yeah. To the point where you don't make people like him. Like Travis Kelsey's a matchup nightmare. He's a matchup nightmare because of the way they use him in his offense. Mm. And I don't think in that offense, it's not in the weapons they have, in Mahomes, and all the whole thing, right? I don't know if he's just a matchup nightmare like Gronkowski. Gronkowski, the greatest example when we were pretty close to this was when the Jags were playing them in the AFC Championship game. And the Jags have this fantastic defense, and they have fantastic players at all levels that year of defense. They have Miles Jack who can cover tight ends. Mm -hmm. They have Jalen Ramsey who you could stick on a tight end. They have Tayshawn Gibson or Barry Church or whoever. They have bodies. And they had to use them all. Like, there was no good – the best way to do it, really, I think, if people remember
1: correctly, I think the best way to use it was Ramsey on him. Well, Ramsey just shuts down everybody. But a lot of these big pass-catching tight ends are like this wide receiver tight end hybrid. That wasn't really Gronk's game, right? He was just long. He could catch it anywhere within the vicinity of a five-foot radius of his body. Whether it's above his head or to the sideline He had the longest arms on the field He had long legs, long torso He was just a big target I have two questions about Rob Gronkowski uh, well, you guys are big fantasy
3: footballers, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So how did he do in the fantasy football world? Let's just say the last five years. Again, this is why people of the last maybe three to five years don't talk about Rob Gronkowski the way they did maybe six, seven, eight years ago because you have the Wallers and the Kelseys and the Kittles and all these guys blowing up. Heck, Dawson Knox. People like the average fan who plays fantasy football values Dawson freaking Knox yeah. more man. than they value <laughs> Rob Gronkowski. Love yeah. that, man. I mean, but come on, right?
1: What do you mean come on? Well, I will say he was injured. Uh, his last season, he played for a good chunk. So uh, here's here's the thing. I want to get, so, but he was, but he was,
3: he was productive good. very Where early would you in the pick season. Pick him yep. out of tight ends
1: in the in your fantasy draft. Well, well his average draft position, he was like top ten before all the injuries. This time that he came back, I don't think he's top ten tight end if he plays this year. Top. In terms of ADP for tight ends,
2: I bet he's top ten. You think so? There's not ten. I mean, Waller, Kelsey, Dawson, Knox. Who else? Goddard. I mean, we're we're struggling to come up with four.
1: Uh, give it a second. Let's see. Waller definitely. Kelsey definitely. Knox was. Kind of the, we're 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 passing on some big ones here that I'm not thinking about. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, he's a big name that emerged last year. Dan Ortlieb. No. Uh Fant usually is a decent tight end when he's on the field because of his pass catching ability. But not like
2: I wouldn't if, if Gronk still played, I'm not picking Fant over him with Drew Locke. That's fair. That's totally fair. So I mean we're
1: we're at five. Mark Andrews, the Ravens, Six. he was one of
2: the top yep. uh, tight ends Andrews, that's fair. Uh,
1: Goddard did well after Ertz left Philadelphia. I counted Goddard. All right.
3: And by the way, uh, so twelve games, fifty five catches, eight hundred yards, fourteen point six per and six touchdowns this
1: year. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. and again, like in the beginning of the season, he really did some 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 good
3: work he out there. He had some
2: big games. Yeah.
1: And uh he had seven touchdowns a year prior when they won the Super Bowl, played
3: uh, in all sixteen games. That's when it was sixteen, had just forty five catches that year for six twenty three, but had seven touchdowns, one more. Um Did we mention Kittle? Seven. Yeah, if let me ask you this, okay? In its serious nature, I I understand how good of a player this guy has been and, and really one of the greats at the position of all time. Are, like, if the Jags signed Rob Gronkowski today, to, yeah, today, okay, would you get excited anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, because Gronk, you'd get excited about the personality, but would we be overplaying the excitement? This goes a little bit back to yesterday's overrated conversation sure. of a DK Metcalf. We would have been over the moon. If somehow the Jags got DK Metcalf, and we're also, uh, everybody's kind of like scratching their head a little bit around the Christian Kirk circumstances, salary, everything else, and the numbers are almost identical, yeah, right? And so, like, you get, you just fall in love with, like, this persona and everything else. And I think Gronk, at this stage, I'm talking today, I'm not talking five years ago, the whole career, everything else. Like, aren't the Jags better off having, like, Evan Ingram and Dan Arnold at this stage of their career Yes. than Rob Gronkowski right now? Like, I don't know if that's a factual
1: yes, but I feel like it is. But last year, I think Jags fan is excited if they've got Gronkowski, and for good reason, based on what you had in the tight end room.
3: Well, that's true. They've they've tried to upgrade it, and then, of course, they traded for Arnold. So, like, it, the Jags have two guys that, to start the year last year, they didn't have Arnold and Ingram, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, but I don't know. I just think the other part of this is... I just said this on social media. Does anybody not like Rob Gronkowski? He is so fun and likable. Is he not? Yeah, like, but he's, sometimes he's, those guys are polarizing, yet I don't yes. think he is. And he played for the Patriots, by the way, and everybody hates everybody. Everybody hates with
1: the Patriots. They, uh, look, I am the first Patriot hater to step to the forward of the line, and I even like Rob Gronkowski. He's just a fun guy. He's like a, an MTV television show in a football uniform.
2: You want to be friends with Gronk. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to be friends with him. <laughs> 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 Isn't Gronkowski, like, in a weird
3: way... Give me another athlete that fit his peak of his career with the societal ways we have become. Mm. So, so he's
2: great and likable.
1: Like a mascot for the generation.
3: Almost. almost like yeah. like where you can be, to your point, it's not MTV necessarily, but it's Instagram and it's everything else in that way where you're like a folk hero yeah. and your personality blossoms. And you can get away with it because you know what? You can say stuff and do stuff in today's day and age that you couldn't really 20 years ago. It yeah. wasn't cool to still do that or say some of those things. and. But Gronkowski did it all at, like, the perfect time. Like, mm. this last decade, when Gronkowski played, the persona matched the way, like, society was going in a way. Like, yeah. with barstool
1: less kind of stuff. That's a good point. And you know that's where he's going if he can't get one of those major network TV deals. I think it's easier to come up with these players when you – When you really target into, like, a city, so, like, I would say Bird in the 80s really personified what Boston was, blue-collar working town, or Magic in the 80s and, and, and early, early 90s, really personified that Showtime L.A. feel. Outside of that's that. That's a good call. For for a whole generation, though, the way Gronk did in the same way, I just, I don't, I don't know. Is there another player like that, Casey, like that fits? I mean, you think baseball, you get no players like that, really. Like, there's
3: that's well, the problem. That's one of the problems with baseball is you don't have anybody that transcends the sport. You
2: do now. I think it's going to be very easy in 10 years to say, look at all the kids wearing chains and not... Buttoning their jersey All the way And bat flipping And then you're gonna go Oh Ronald Acuna Javi Baez Yeah Fernando Tatis Yeah exactly You gotta let that one Play out But okay. that's the next one I think there There's one that You guys aren't gonna Get and we're just Gonna move past it But Zlatan The soccer player yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> yeah. It's a good
3: call. I thought you were putting us down, but no, you're right.
2: <laughs> no, like he, the way that He's he. Like, you're right. We are going to move past that. <laughs> yeah. The way that he talks and everything, like if you like, like soccer, you understand it. But what yeah.
3: about, but the NBA like has this cool niche still. It's kind of the cool sports still. And, and even I'm not saying it's cooler than the NFL, but personality wise, star wise, they're global stars. It's they're easier in thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But I'm not sure if I can name like a basket like lebron doesn't fit what Curry. I'm explaining. I don't think so. Curry's yeah, like a nice so guy. He's not like a bad boy enough for
1: this generation. You know? Like play golf, man. I mean I mean you really need a social media celebrity who's also a basketball player to make this work. Like Russell Westbrook if he won championships might fit this just
3: because of what he wears going into the games. From a fashionista
2: standpoint. Okay, you know? I don't understand what we're doing. Because Steph Curry, to the point you're trying to make with fashion, like, Steph Curry changed the way that we're going to play basketball. Like, right. it's not a direct correlation, but yeah, if you're... But okay, uh, I'll, I'll give you this. I think I kind of nailed it
3: with Gronk when it's like in this barstoolish day and age. Steph Curry it
1: doesn't scream bar stool to me. As a matter of fact, he's, he's kind of a throwback with his personality. He's really just a... He's going to take it and smile and, and leave it on the court. He's not going to... Go on Twitter and chase somebody down. He's not going to end up in some Instagram live pouring champagne on somebody. Like, okay. So then you want like Taylor Lawan,
2: hmm. who's literally Pat McAfee.
3: Yeah, yeah. Pat, mm. ba- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the McAfee, the problem is McAfee was a punter and Lawan's like a
1: left tackle.
3: <laughs> but that's what you're looking but for. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sure. a good call. Like that is a good call. I'm looking for that in the NBA. Like what is that in the NBA? What does that look like? Like, I don't know. I, I think one of the balls because of the dad and the story and the, in the reality show that's that a that good call. was, that's what actually is? a good
2: call. I was thinking Lamelo. but, but yeah. is Lamelo Lamelo's the best one, right? LaMelo's the best one. He also has like the most personality. Like Lonzo doesn't really talk. Jello doesn't play in the league. And then Lamelo, like he's not a barstool, but he has the personality. He talks, he's doing commercials. Like he's more in the pop culture like Gronk was than the other two. Okay. Sure. So,
3: so I think that would be close to fit. Like, because because again the balls and dad made it this way that they're a walking reality show whether they want it to be or not yeah yeah. um but isn't it like uh that's where i think that's why i think gronk is so unique because he seriously is is one of the few athletes like across all the major sports that you would identify as this kind of guy to match the generation that we live in like the match the world we live in i don't even know if it's a generation because i think the age is is everywhere from 10 to 50 that lives in this kind of generation sometimes the other thing I'll say about uh, um, Gronk is, has a name ever matched, like, the personality <laughs> any better? Gronk. You know? Yeah. yeah. Gronk. And by the way, it's like, you know, you remember, uh, what was it, Goonies? Like, Sloth
1: Like Chunk. <laughs> like, that's like, that's like, that's Gronk. Right? You get Sloth impression. Thanks. Thanks. Casey, ever see the Goonies? Yes.
3: Uh, that's a great part, right, Baby Ruth? You yeah. know, oh, that's, that's good. Thank <laughs> um, you, guys. Yeah. But,
1: <laughs>
3: Goonies is awesome. You know what I mean? Isn't Gronk that? Yes. Like, and, and here's the deal. This is why I love. This is where I love the old. Here's why Gronk would have fit in any generation, because without this kind of platformy stuff, Gronk would have been the athlete that everybody said he's a dumb jock. Yeah, easily. Right? right? People still said that. Yeah, and we don't say that as much anymore as a society because we're smarter than that. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: in many ways, Gronk is smarter than all of you and all of us. Well, certainly that is the thing, yeah. right? So he is not. A dumb jock. Mm. He he, just leveled up with everything that he did. Yeah. He was smart enough to realize it and see it maybe
1: before anybody else. And great timing on this guy's part, not in a sports way, but in a business way. Like, knowing when to step away, knowing when to come back, True. not damaging your brand, <laughs> staying busy while you're out, keeping your name relevant. All that stuff is All on it. purpose. It's it's very strategic. And, and
3: wouldn't be surprised to see him continue to do that. Mm. Hey, Casey, uh, yeah. y- are, you, are you a wrestling fan? Uh, very little, all right. K- Casey, uh, yes. you're the first person we've had on the show, by the way, that's not that much of a wrestling fan. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> it is pretty amazing. Like, is rock going the wrestling world someday? Yeah. Is he well, does he turn into John Cena like in a different way, like where Cena came up in the wrestling world or or The Rock, you know? He's already Case, done that, right? In wrestling world and then went to entertainment. I'm talking the entertainment style now for Gronk is wrestling. Hmm. Well, you know, he went and played all this great career in football and now he's going to the wrestling entertainment world. Yeah. You,
2: you got to consider that like he was in the WWE before he came back. He did, yeah. he was. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, that's why. It registers yeah, yeah, with yeah. Me. Yeah, you could easily go back there. I think in terms of the actual wrestling like it takes years to be able to do that on a regular basis and be good at it. Like what he did at WrestleMania that year, the COVID year was good like They had a little bit for him. He threw a guy into a table. He got launched into a table. It was fantastic. So, yeah, I think there's still an ability there for Gronk. But I like where you're going with the John Cena route. I think Gronk is good enough to be the John Cena role in movies. Like, the the role that John Cena has had is, like, the the bodyguard, the to your point, like the dumb person in the movies, like Gronk could do that great. I mean, John Cena has definitely expanded his ability he to has, play roles
1: but recently when he started. But yeah, I get you. Cena has like a little Schwarzenegger role to Plus, it. Plus, he's so right. giant; yeah. it's hard to explain that away in a movie as like here's a rom com character with giant muscles. He also you know, could kind
2: of... play like the Shack role, like in Grown Ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the cop. Yeah. So I think that's it. By the way, I thought of this um, someone to compare him to, like with the bar stool and all that, Brooks Kepka.
1: Oh, that's a good call for golf, at least.
3: Yeah, I think Kepka is that guy. Because you don't – Golf is still viewed as such a soft game. I just don't know if it fits. It's not cool enough even to that. Like, I mean, Kepka, Kepka, Kepka is,
2: isn't cool enough. He's
1: not as loud or flashy as Gronk, but relative to the other golfers, he certainly stands
2: out. Yeah. I disagree strongly. Oh, you disagree with what? Me. Yeah, like Kepka's wild. Like, go back and look at the videos from, like, Kepka's wedding and stuff like that. Like, what you don't see that's, like, out there. Like, Brooks isn't posting him going nuts like Gronk is. But go find the stuff Brooks has tagged in. Okay. He's wild. So, I think if you're trying to compare a guy, like, Gronk's going to slam a beer and then go play football. Brooks is going to slam a beer and go play golf. Like, if that's the correlation we're making here. Yeah, I, no, I, I think your correlation is pretty pretty
3: on point. Um, I just don't know if golf has reached that segment of the population enough to carry weight. But I think what you're saying is true. If you identify somebody from each sport, I think Kepco would be that way yeah. more than like DeChambeau, who sure. also would come to mind. Um, I'm not even sure anybody else would come to mind after that.
2: Yeah, no, uh, I I I I was exactly doing what you said. I was trying to find somebody in every sport yeah. because, and literally, I was using who's going to pound a beer and then go play. And in the NBA, you can't. I I don't see Lamelo doing that, but I can't really find a guy that would fit that.
3: Yeah, Delphonic says I like Charles Barkley's uh, personality more than any current play. That is true. I sure. actually
2: thought about that. Shaq too.
1: Yeah.
3: Yep but, you know, um, I'm trying to, to think. I'm trying to think through what Delphonic said here. Like, more than any current
1: player, like, the personality of Barkley. Like, well, Barkley's huge. It's been amazing what Barkley's the, been able to do. But The cuffs are off of Barkley is the point. Like, no one is telling Barkley to shut up to the point where he told his television show he's going to talk about the women of San Antonio, however he yeah. feels, and they just let him do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: that's a good point. Hey, uh, should Tony Khan go sign Gronk? Yes.
2: For the wrestling, not for the... Jack. As a manager, I don't, I
1: don't know that he could uh, take the hits anymore. Wouldn't
2: that be a good move though? Yeah. Great move, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think it'd be. I think it'd be a home run, and then eventually you get him on the Jags. Yeah, I don't or think, like, he- as a the coach or something. Yeah, I don't think he's done.
1: If you were, to, well, by the
3: way, at Drew Rose's house, apparently it said. Don't be surprised if he comes back if he gets a call from Tom Brady. So, so that's um, yeah,
2: that's what I was trying to like. How many times, times can yeah. you
3: retire? You're gonna annoy me, okay? If you yeah, keep retiring, sure. Right? I mean, that's a little annoying. I know it doesn't matter. You don't care if you annoy Brent, but that is a little annoying.
1: No, it wears on people. I can only
3: have this conversation so many times. Once every couple of years, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, one other one: better for Gronk to go to the wrestling arena or the movie arena? Movies for his movies. Sake. Movies, movies. Definitely movies.
1: movies. Way more longevity. Way more money. He can play off That's his body thing. yeah man. Much better. All right, we'll be back. Action
3: sports jacks on ESPN six ninety. Just get rolling here on the Tuesday on ESPN six ninety.
2: I just checked in uh, with somebody in Tampa Bay, which was largely expecting him to, uh, to come back, or they were at least hopeful over recent weeks. And I was told that, hey, you know, we, we always respected this process, and maybe he was simply having too much fun uh, in retirement, you know, and, and got comfortable and, and has a lot of endeavors off the field. So it sort of came to that. The, the momentum seemed to be swinging maybe the other way. You heard a little hint uh, recently uh, of him wanting to maybe fade out. Uh know that his career is intact, he's won championships with Tom Brady, he's done really everything you would want to do in the game, and he's preserved his health for the most part.
3: I'm looking right now at something that, a, I mean, I don't know if it's disturbing or not, but it's like, wow, I'm like glued to it. And it's got me looking at Adam Gotsis' ass along the way. <laughs> I don't know if we can recover from that statement.
2: <laughs> it really did shake the room, didn't it? What do you want me to say? I Steve, see you looking, but like I don't know what to, I don't know how to recover from this. Did you? Steve? We still don't know what you're looking at. We don't know what you're looking at. We don't know if it's on a website we shouldn't be on. <laughs> we don't know if the Jags posted it. Like we don't know what the, the heck is going HR on. HR
1: running into this room any second. So TMZ, this
3: is going bad. <laughs> By the way, Amanda just this is how I saw this because she tweeted at you. My Amanda? Yeah.
2: Oh, she's yeah, she looking at Adam
3: Gotts' ass, too. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Look at that. Maybe someone does need to go to camp. Now we're all looking at Adam gots's ass. <laughs> this is wild. I mean, he got... Look at this thing. Now I got to pull it up. Hold he on. got a three-foot tattoo Jesus. that covers his entire back and his butt. Wow. That's not all in one day, by the way. That <laughs> takes months. Yes. Months. I want Adam Gotsis on, like, now. Can we call the Jags? Wow. We got to discuss... That's pretty wild, man. Yeah. So what is that? You guys make this out for me. I'm going to pull this up. And uh, so it's, I can I can get it. Six foot four, by the way, so he's got a big back.
1: <laughs> that adds to the price. He's a tattoo artist. He's this guy walking through. He's like, I want a whole body tattoo. ka All in his eyes.
3: JB Tattoos is getting a lot of love here. I bet they are. Extra large tat done of a... Am I going to say this right? I don't know. Japanese Hanya mask? Have you heard of that? Uh, no. I got no idea. Which symbolizes wisdom and good luck. <laughs> and a lot of money spent on a tattoo. I mean, you, you talk about these guys have a lot of money. I mean, Gatsas doesn't have, like, I mean, he's, he's, a, I mean he's, he's a well-paid player, but he's not, like, a $100 million man. And he fly, <laughs> this tattoo artist located in Denver, Gatsas flew him out to Florida to get, get the work done. Which, by the way, wasn't in one setting.
1: No, this has to keep be here for like over three months? weeks. It has to be over. For, well, they'll tell you not to like go right back after starting a tattoo because believe it or not, your immune system drains as your body heals from the original tattoo, which is basically just ripping your skin open, right? So they suggest you wait at least a month before doing another session after the last session.
3: So it, how about this? When it comes to the healing process, JV says Gotsis is going to have to sag his pants and sleep on his stomach for seven days. It's crazy.
1: And if That's he doesn't, it? look, I don't know. I, I don't think you're a tattoo guy, Brent. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you got something lower back or something I don't know about. Casey, you might be a tattoo guy. I have six. All right. So you know, Casey, the care of the tattoo is a really important thing, especially in the days right after. So if this guy can't get his back greased up by somebody, he's going to ruin that whole thing. Yeah. What a, what a tough place to take care of a tattoo.
2: Good thing they canceled that uh, OTAs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did you do instead? <laughs> um, Doug Peterson's like, this is not what I had in mind. Like,
3: I, I guess what I understand, they couldn't fit that on his back. He's six foot four. Why'd they have to go down to his
1: butt? Uh, maybe he liked it that way. I don't know.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Like, but like, it, you can't show that off while I'm, I'm showing it off to everybody. Yeah, you but suck. You're not going to sit there with your. That's the one thing I don't understand about like that kind of tattoo.
0: Hmm.
1: Like why? You're never gonna see it. You do tattoos for yourself, right? Well, but he's never gonna see it. It's not like he's staring in a two-way mirror every day. How yeah. do you know.
2: I mean, I, I could be wrong. He lives in a house of mirrors, so fair, he can see it.
1: Fair enough. If he does, then this was a smart tattoo to get. But most likely, he's never gonna see it, and most of the people won't see it. So you're right to spend a couple of grand on the tattoo. Maybe another one, flying them out and putting them up somewhere multiple times. Like,
2: I'd never wear a shirt again. It's a lot.
3: Well, well listen, like if that. I, listen, if I looked like a lot of these guys, I wouldn't wear a shirt on the show. <laughs> but um, I I just don't understand. Like, you're seriously not going to walk around public sagging your shorts to the point where everybody can see the rest of your tattoo. Yeah. And, and this one, like, I wonder what it looks like when his shorts are pulled up to the right spot. Like, do you not get the full effect? Probably not. Not the whole piece of art.
2: That is wild, though. Isn't
1: this something? Yeah, it's crazy.
2: I think you would still. It looks cool. Like, it looks like if he's wearing his shorts, like, at normal, you would still see the mouth, which I think is
3: key. Oh, well, yeah, it's maybe I that's part the of it. I think the line
2: would be directly under the mouth, like, it, if I'm judging this right.
3: That's cool. Yeah, that, and I was wondering about that. Maybe that makes sense, yeah. right? Because it does kind of, oh, I wonder what else, or something like that.
2: Maybe. Also, by the way, uh, the tattoo artist, JB, said he was a savage. Only minor twitches here and there. While he was doing it, so, so I was
3: going to say, from a level of pain, do you have a tattoo? I have a couple, yeah. Do you, uh, do you uh, Casey? Do
1: you have a tattoo? Six. You have six tattoos. Yep. Really? Yep. You want to see? Nah, <laughs> it depends where they're at. Uh, is it don't. on your? Is it on your ass too? Because we definitely <laughs> want to see that. You probably don't want to
0: see.
3: <laughs> um, I have. Uh, Sawyer says Alexander Volkov has the same tattoo, the UFC fighter who we've had on the show, right?
2: We had him on the show. We had Volkanowski on the show. Oh, that's what I was thinking of, Volkanowski.
1: But here's, So if the um, tattoo artist is like, he's a savage, he only twitched, is he implying he did that whole thing in one sitting? Because that's insane. That's uh, like a 12-hour exactly. tattoo.
3: Yeah, I mean, Austin, you know, gets tattoos like I get Diet Coke. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he would tell you, would have to go back and go back yeah. and go back. And so maybe, I mean, if you're yeah. paying the right price, maybe you don't have to go back. I don't know. I, I have no idea so about the I tattoo did. game. So,
2: But his back, though, like, if you look where the shading is above the eyes... Is super red right after that photo was taken, the one in the yard. Shading sucks so much. Well, that implies that it might oh. have all been done in one shot.
1: I bet it was. That is insanity. Don't talk about you, a hard dude. Here's a guy who doesn't have to be hard, and he's just as savage as he gets. If he sat one session for that entire tattoo, he's got my respect today.
3: What would you – what's the body part that's – I mean, within reason here. Of that's the most like sensitive <laughs> they to attach.
1: They say painful is behind the arm and the uh on like the underarm, anything like that flabby
3: kind of usually area yeah, where you get some mm-hmm. soft spots. There, on the shoulder up top too. If it's on bone, on on the bone. Really, hurts. the shoulder is a. I wouldn't think that would hurt they anything say the,
1: on bone. They say the elbow hurts a little bit too. For, uh, yeah, the calf, the leg. I not guess, not the calf, the uh, shin. Like,
2: like, there's no spot that you're really going to get up and be like, I feel refreshed. <laughs> That's the trick,
1: man. You sit there, and while you're getting it, you're like, this was dumb. I never want to do this again. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, it's all healed. You're like, I'm kind of happy I did this. It looks cool. And then a year after that, you're like, you know what? I kind of want to go get another tattoo. And then you're sitting in that chair all over again going, this was dumb.
3: Yeah. It's a weird thing. Like, it's it's a crazy deal. I think of a couple of things when I talk tattoos or see tattoos. One
1: is, I think, like, if you don't have a tattoo, I feel like you're in the minority now. I got a pretty embarrassed, it's not an embarrassing tattoo story, but you want to talk about the pros and cons of getting permanent artwork on your arm. And by the way, the guys in these tattoo shops, no offense, no offense to the tattoo artists out there, often not the most reliable and professional people, right? So I got a tattoo when my daughter was born, my first daughter, I got a tattoo of a heart on this arm and it said her first name and middle name, right? Then I have two more kids. So I'm like, all right, I gotta get their names on my arm. So I go to the tattoo artist, I'm like, hey guy, I got this thing started like 10 years ago, I wanna add to it. So I wanna put the two other kids' names up top and I need to cover up the middle name on bottom because I don't wanna do two more middle names. Yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta change this a little bit. You
3: can't have a favorite.
1: Right, so we start, first of all, he puts the two names on the top, it's a completely different font than my original daughter's name. It looks real dumb. Then, to <laughs> cover up to cover up the middle name, he starts shading it in a little bit, and I found this, like, geometrical design I thought was cool that he had did on somebody else. So we started working on it. We did two sessions. And then he left town. Oh. So, so now I've got this tattoo you. literally unfinished with the dumb two fonts on my arm. I'll get up in the stream so you can see in a second. And then this, like, shading on the bottom and this geometric design and, and nothing is happening here. Like, it's just incomplete. It looks as incomplete as it is. No, uh, How long ago was this? So, the first tattoo, that first session was like 09. Wow. And then uh, the the second session must have been like 2018, 2019. All right. And so then don't I had one 10 like 10 years three apart, months huh? later. Well, no, no. Or was, find a reliable tattoo artist. I was going to say,
3: now, you, if you had enough money, you'd go chase this guy down so he could finish it off. That's
1: what I want because I like that
3: design on the bottom, but I'm just going to leave. Now, do it. Your I kids don't think it's cool that their names are on your shoulder.
1: Uh, I don't. I, my son had mentioned it once, but I try not to – I don't want these kids going tattoo crazy, so I try to just not mention it. I don't know. L- I haven't read
3: anything on the tattoo business, but I have to believe in the last 20 years the tattoo business is like, exploded yeah. a million percent. Oh, yeah. right. They
1: do different yeah. kind of tricks, too, now that they never did before with shading and coloring and all kinds of design. And, you know, and now it's not about, like, cartoon characters or something. Now there are, like, legit artists who are, like, doing some kind of cool art, abstract or not. Uh, and some of these tattoos, some of that stuff is really cool.
2: And that's, uh, I guess everybody other than Aaron, like, you get a tattoo artist <laughs> that you, like, like, and then you wait. Like, Austin, I remember Austin, the one that he had most recently got done, he was like, yeah, I had to wait a bit to get it done. And, like, because their schedules book up. But yeah. you get somebody that you like and's done all your stuff. And then, like, you keep going to them. Unless you're Aaron, you just find the closest person with a needle. No, that's
1: it. not the case, man. I found the guy <laughs> I liked. I, I looked on Instagram for, for months.
2: The problem is that he
1: <laughs> flaked. He left.
3: Listen. It took me eight minutes to get my hair cut, so that guy makes a ton of money. <laughs> ton, but it's very efficient. <laughs> How about a tattoo artist? How much money do they make? I mean, so this
1: I. this first session, which was just a fucking like normal name. guy, not like Adam Gotsis, flying yeah. in guy. This one I got on the Eagle. Right? We did this live on the you did Eagle. Did that live? It was a four-hour tattoo session. He said it would have cost me four fifty, four seventy-five. What is that? It's a uh, it Naruto. It's uh, the Statue of Liberty crown, oh. the L train I used to take to high school, a B cool. for Brooklyn, and the. Uh, other New York oh, That's kind of cool. All mixed cool. into yeah. one.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, the story here in the show is if the show ever gets the number one in the ratings, I've got to get a tattoo. <laughs> but now I'm looking to get one on my ass like us
1: Well, you know, there we you used go. to have a,
3: a kid who worked here. And then I'm going to moon everybody
1: to start the show. Well, <laughs> so it's an expensive mooning. You might as well use it. <laughs>
2: hey, you can do it, man. It's on the stream. i am got to dump a, a moon. I have now been looking at Adam Gosses' butt for
1: the last ten minutes. Yeah, you can tell. It's glorious. Your face is all red now. you got a little sweat dripping
3: no, down. It's right. like Aaron, he was about to die. But, and actually, you can't even, if you didn't tell me that was his butt, I wouldn't even notice because, like, the tattoo is really steals the show. And it's so chiseled. That tattoo. Yeah. That too. That too.
0: I are not to Godson sit here on. and deny it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to see if we can get Adam
3: Gatsas on the show.
2: Well, he's probably laying on his side right about now. So right, hey, just throw his AirPods
3: on, and that's true. what else has he got to do? He's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Action Sports Jackson, on ESPN 690. <laughs> that tattoo is something, man.
0: this guy's been crucified he was given a 230 million dollar fully guaranteed contract without even playing for a year with allegations of uh, like think about it
2: i mean think about over 20 civil lawsuits and they still gave him the money he's
0: being crucified and he's talked about how my family has to answer this stuff my friends this is i feel bad for them he said that publicly and i kind of rolled my eyes at that one like whose fault is that us so let's let's stop with that whole idea that Deshaun is somehow some type of victim in this whole thing.
3: Deshaun Watson conversation coming up in just a moment. First, let me tell you about iCryo in St. John's County, cryotherapy and red light therapy, sauna, compression, IV infusions. Uh, body sculpting, a little bit of something for everybody uh, down there at iCryo. They've been open two months this week, so make sure you go say hello to our friends down at iCryo. You might see a Martino in there, maybe even a Martino kid, Ty Kaylee. Uh, my <laughs> wife goes as well, and it's uh, kind of a neighborhood deal, it feels like, down at uh, iCryo in St. John's County, which is kind of a cool thing about it, but there's some fantastic science behind helping you recover and feel better. And you don't have to be just an athlete, but they do have student-athlete passes for 99 bucks, uh, for six lifestyle services. Do the math on that. They're usually $39 per lifestyle service. They have Wellness Wednesdays. So get ready for that tomorrow. With some buy one, get one free opportunities. And also a freeze and squeeze, as they call it. That's with a cryotherapy and compression a combined $39. So uh, go save some money down to that cryo. Go check it out. I think you'll like it. We love it. And uh, whether you're recovering from your daily life or from an athletic event, I cry out in St. John's County at the Pavilion at Durban Park. Brent Martino, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton will join us in a bit. We'll have, like, the whole gang together um, working on Adam Gotsis, trying to get him on. <laughs> My request to Jags PR was, can we get Adam? I need Adam Gotsis on the phone. I just looked at his ass for 10 minutes. How's <laughs> was maybe the most interesting uh, requests I ever put in, and now I don't know if I've scared them off or we'll get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah,
2: exactly. But, I hope they are uh, serious.
3: I did um, say that, yes. Uh, the, <laughs> I think I know the PR folks well enough to be able
1: to kind of say it that way. Even if you don't, it's accurate, <laughs> and truth in <and> reporting matters.
3: <laughs> uh, Deshaun Watson, by the way, uh, in a totally different topic, and, and um, uh, no lightness here, what is the so 20 out of 24 civil suits settled. I think that's why way civil suits and these kind of matters end up working all the time, right? Almost all the time, yeah. I don't know if it works in twenty bunches of 20 and then four are left over. So I think that's a little awkward in this case because it feels like, hey, I want this over with and just whatever. Get it done. I'm getting $230 You can have some of the millions because I want this done. No doubt somebody advised Watson to do that. He can stand up in front of a a microphone and say, listen, I'm not guilty. This is all made up stuff. They're trying to uh, ruin my reputation. But his advisor said, dude, this has out. been a year yeah. and a half. This is going to keep going. You, if you want the road to end, if you want some finality to it, the quickest way to get there is to pay. Now, what I ask everybody out there is when you pay on the civil suit, even though you have not been found guilty from a criminal standpoint, although you will still likely be suspended by the NFL, this will not have anything to uh, in relation to, uh, to the NFL suspension. Totally separate things. Does this make us feel more like Deshaun Watson is guilty, even though we don't know? Or does this make us feel like, because we've seen this so many times, that he's just trying to end the story?
1: So as soon as I saw the settlements thing come down, I said to myself, it's no coincidence. Just a couple of days ago, we saw the breaking news item that the league is talking about suspending him for up to a year. And that his lawyer, Rusty Harden... And Deshaun Watson are looking to just wrap this up and appeal that suspension and have it all done before the preseason. So for this to come out, you go, yeah, definitely. They knew that this was going to go down ahead of time. The question I have is, are the other four some technical detail? Or are these four women out there to, to prove this guy as uh, a sexual assaulter? Yeah, that's a good call. I don't know. Now, keep in mind, two of the other cases, I think
3: 23 and 24 came in kind of late. Yeah. So does that, I don't know if that's part of the settlement or not. That's interesting. Like, I don't know which ones are part of the settlement. Maybe they listened and I just didn't see it. But, I, so I don't know if timing has something to do here. Yeah. Or if, to your point, if they're holding out be like, oh, no, we don't care about the money. It's a matter of principle that we're, we're going to tell you that this we're not just going to take hush money basically right because that's what this feels like it's hush money it's
1: literally what it is they sign an nda to be quiet about whatever it is that they were suing him for it's the literal definition of hush money so it's it's legal you know
3: did you feel like here's the thing we don't know we don't have enough information we don't know obviously from a, a, a police investigation standpoint they couldn't prove enough to put him in jail right or anything if we go around the room here, Casey and Aaron, before today, did you feel like Deshaun Watson was guilty of the alleged actions?
2: hmm
1: The act—so are you asking if he was guilty of a crime or if he was guilty in engaging in sexual activity? The crime? Well, I'm more, I guess—did you feel like he did something wrong I in did, some respect,
3: yeah. even if we can't identify, you know, with any uh, factual evidence— what exactly it was wrong i did i definitely felt he did something wrong in case you said yeah 100 and and i think so too i i think there's something i don't know see what i can't get to is i don't know if it falls on the the criminal sure. umbrella because they prove they they didn't do anything and that was a while ago now yeah like that wasn't like that just ended and so i don't understand why if we all feel this way and i think most of america feels like he did something wrong then why couldn't they get to the point where one of these cases wasn't enough to say, you did X wrong and we're going after you for it? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Because um, I don't know how much leeway you get. I mean, from the Robert Kraft situation to other situations, if this was normal Joe Smith, would he, would the same thing happen to him? Like he wouldn't yeah. be found guilty of any criminal activity. But I But also, know that.
1: like a different paradigm, the Robert Kraft thing was about soliciting a prostitute. And this is about soliciting a, a regular person, not even soliciting, the, the charge is, is a pressuring of, of yeah. sex inappropriately.
3: So I guess uh, if we all felt that anyway, now that the settlement hits, do we feel any different?
1: I really don't. I think settlements are pretty common these days, yeah. right? Like any person with a lot of money who doesn't want to go through or, or have their family dragged through any of these court cases are looking to settle over various amounts of that. This company, I've, I've, I've been privy to a couple of times companies company's been sued where I heard who was suing this company, and I was like, oh, this is bogus. And then the settlement ends up happening anyway because it's just... It's easier. It, it's way easier, and, and a lot of companies don't want to go through discovery and, like, reveal some of these secrets that True. they have. So, True. But I think it changes how I felt about Watson so much as much as it may change how I felt about the lady's convictions to find him guilty. And and I get I, I get their incentive to cash out, but, I mean, it, it makes it, it it... I think it hurts people moving forward who make claims the more settlements like this we have
3: yeah i i think when you do get into these he said she said kind of situations without video evidence of an elevator situation like ray rice or and again that's totally different circumstance here but it's a so point just being real evidence video yeah. of what we all can see and mm-hmm. uh, then we don't i mean we just don't know yeah and uh, i i think the question was raised to watson in his last news conference by the way was last wednesday And it was a good question by whoever reporter, I'm assuming it was in Cleveland, and said, Listen, you told us that you weren't going to settle, but there's a recent report out there that you're going to settle with every woman for a hundred thousand dollars. Uh which so ironically, less than a week after that news conference, I think it was just a week ago. About a week ago, yeah. Here he is settling. Yep. Right? So he probably because he didn't talk about it. He said there are just some things I'm not gonna talk about, blah 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 blah. Well he knew this was coming. They were about sure. to settle. Yeah. The other thing that caught my attention there, and I don't know if this is trivial or just a bad way to look at it, but I'm just going to be honest with you. My thoughts, like, $100,000, is that enough? I
1: literally was saying it really doesn't seem like that much. For all the problems, now, if you by, it, by the by way.
3: By that's $2 million. You know, so now for Deshaun Watson, I mean, that's a significant amount of money. Small piece of the pie. I know, but still a significant amount of money overall. But per okay. victim here... And it's not like these ladies are, and
1: and they're not in a vacuum where they just make the claim, get paid out, and go home. Like they have real lives that have been uprooted and true. turned upside down. Like is that Family enough? Family and friends. I I don't think it so. Is. Maybe it's more.
3: I mean, maybe it, maybe it's not. Maybe right. it's a million dollars. Maybe.
1: You know, and and maybe that absolutely. isn't. Yeah.
3: So uh, anyway, that's the latest on the Deshaun Watson situation. I think the. I think we've we've talked a lot about the case, and I think a lot of people feel the same way about the situation. I think the one thing that we don't know yet now that the settlements seem to be coming in is what is the nfl going to actually do Mm. and what are they going to land on and i think sometime in the month of july we're about to find that out they're going to issue a suspension of some length there's going to be an appeals process and i know deshaun watson's camp according to that article in the washington post wants it to be a quick appeal very quick yeah so he can get on the field well good luck with that good chance of him not getting on the field at least in a game for the cleveland browns until later this season, if or longer, yeah, or next year, yeah. Uh, so that's the next shoe to drop in this situation. We'll be back. Action sports shacks on ESPN six ninety.
0: Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time